1: Hope you're having a fabulous day. Uh, hope your Thanksgiving uh, meal was a uh, blessing uh, to uh, you and those that you've invited. And hopefully you're enjoying this week and the blessing of our Lord. And we pray that the uh, as we approach Christmas time, that uh, the Lord will continue to uh, just uh, shine his face upon you. That uh, you will have his joy and you will have uh, his peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray that this year has been a fabulous year in your life despite any difficulties that you may been through, and we all go through trials in life, that uh, His uh, power, His grace shown through all of that. Uh, may the Lord uh, give you clarity uh, and help you understand the things that He allow you to go through for the purpose of showing the joy of following Him in your life. Remember, this is a short journey for us. Uh, we long for this hope of eternity, to be with our Lord, and that's what all matters. Uh, But may the Lord use you throughout the tough times and the good times to glorify Him and to bless uh, uh, those around you for the purpose of knowing Him. Uh, If you're tuning in, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, and hopefully you've been enjoying our latest uh, run of uh, basically uh, this series run, I should say, where we have been not only doing updates from our Facebook posts, but in this particular time, I am focusing a lot on the early Quranic manuscripts to show that they have problems. And those problems, when compared to the modern 1924 Cairo edition of the Quran, they become very amplified. Now, why is that crucial? It is crucial because Muslims always uh, assume and they're taught to believe that the Quran that they have in their hand today is a perfect Quran, contains no changes No additions, no problems in it whatsoever, that it matches the same Qur'an that was revealed to their prophet. And it matches, most importantly, the Qur'an that is preserved in the heavens. And then we begin to look uh, for the last couple of uh, uh, podcasts. Basically, we began to look at something called the Samarkand, the Samarkand Manuscript. And uh, you can access some images of the problems with this at a website I contribute to. It's called answering-islam.org, answering-islam.org. And just go to the search engine on the left side of that homepage and type Samarkand. And it will take you uh, to supposedly uh, either chapter nine or at least a book that talks about these differences. And in there, you begin to see comparisons between, uh, for certain passages in the Quran, between the Samarkand manuscript and the current 1924 Cairo edition, where uh, the uh, person who did this uh, uh, really did an awesome job by circling uh, words that are missing basically from the original manuscript, showing you that those particular phrases, words, or letters were added in the 1924. Now, many times these additions will make uh, theological uh, basically changes. Uh, and manipulation to the meaning of the passage itself. Now, keep in mind, the uh, manuscript writing actually was done in uh, Kufic style, and as it is customary for early Quranic manuscripts that are dating 7th and 8th century, in this case, this one dates early uh, to mid-8th century, uh, even if it dates uh, uh, last part of the 7th century, still does not really contain uh Pointings, dottings, diacritical markings, making it definitely difficult to really read the word easily or even read it accurately because the pointings and the diacritical markings can make a difference in how to pronounce a word and the meaning of that word as well. Last week, we talked about uh, different examples, uh, chapter and verse, uh, between what the original manuscript of Samarkand would read versus how the Editors of the 1924 Cairo Quran have done. Now, why do I keep talking about the 1924 Cairo Quran? Because it was in 1924, believe it or not, that the Quran was finally standardized. And that's what we call as the 1924 Cairo Quran. By the way, a simple just Google search for 1924 Cairo Quran will give you the history behind this. So we obviously not, don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that, but I just want to clarify it to you. So I'm going to continue today with the same theme, but then I'm going to try to expose a couple of other problems as well. Um, Today, I'm going to start with chapter 6 of the Quran, verse 140. Uh, And obviously, uh, I'm going to utilize a number of these images on my own Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash alfadi.sira. And remember, Sira is with C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A. So alfadi.sira. And in there, you're going to see a number of recent posts about the uh, Quranic manuscript, and you'll see these images. I'll even use highlighters myself to uh, clarify it further and write my own commentary on it and what does it mean from different angles. Now, in chapter 6, verse 140 of the Quran, the 1924 Quran would read the following. uh, 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 Those uh, who killed their children... Those who killed their children without a reason are among the losers. Okay, Uh, But in the original, really, Samarkand manuscript, um, those who killed, which is it sounds like basically a, uh, uh, you know, it has a uh, uh, clarifications here for you. uh, Participle, if you wish. It's not read this way. It's not even written this way in the original manuscript. In other words, it requires extra clarifications to be able to understand. Either that portion was deleted, wasn't written, or um, somehow um, the the, the people who wrote it really uh, did not intend for it to be read this way because remember, it doesn't have diacritical markings. It doesn't have any uh, voweling, uh, vowel marks and things like that. It doesn't have uh, any uh, pointings or dottings. Therefore, it makes it difficult really um, uh, uh, basically uh, to understand the intent. It's possible that the word back then didn't mean the word now or maybe the word was written differently. But remember, Muslims uh, will claim that the way you read the Quran today was exactly the same way it was revealed to the Prophet. It's the same way it's preserved in heaven. So that's why it's a big deal, at least from a Muslim perspective. Then we get to the next verse in chapter 6 of the Quran, verse 141. Chapter 6, verse 141. Um, once again, we show... Uh, There are words that are missing, basically, that are found in the modern version of the 1924. And that's why it's also extremely important for us to figure that out. Uh, What kind of words, basically? Um, It talks about if you go to the gardens in heaven... Uh, um, um, I'm sorry, if you uh, basically go to uh, some of the uh, vineyards, I should say, not in heaven, but vineyards in the farms, you're going to notice that some of these vines are trellised, uh, meaning they grow on trellises, and others are just left on the ground without any trellises. So there is a phrase that was added in the modern 1924 Quran uh, in the initial Manuscript. It read only that they were trellist. In the new edition, 1924, the word and non trellist or and trellist also was added. So it clarified both, technically speaking. But in the initial one, the original Quran, the manuscript doesn't show and untrellist. Okay, so this is just a an addition intended maybe to encompass. A variety of things. Maybe uh, the uh, writers of the 1924 realized that vineyards can grow both ways, and now they're making this clarification. Because in that verse, in chapter 6 of the Quran, verse 141, it talks about uh, uh, God as the creator who made things like this. So obviously they're trying to clarify something that apparently God missed. Or maybe they wanted just to clarify it. Either way, the editors of the 1924 Cairo Quran, known as the modern Quran, took it upon themselves to add clarification to what Muslims assume it to be the word of Allah, when in fact it's the word of man, technically speaking. Now we get to the same chapter, verse 144, and we see something extremely interesting. In there, um, we begin to see that there are words that were written actually vertically, words that were written vertically, on the margin of the manuscript. Why is that? Because the editors of the 19th century realized that some of these words either are missing or not written at all, and there is no space to add them. So he took it upon himself, I'm assuming it's a he, and wrote it on the margin. In this case, the image will show you it's written on the left margin vertically, starting from the bottom, going all the way up, which indicates that The 1924 reflects an addition that was added to the original passage, okay? That's extremely crucial. That is extremely crucial, okay? We get also to another addition found in chapter 7, verse 63 of the Quran. And um, there is a letter Ya in Arabic or uh, something to the extent um, like uh, E, if you wish, the letter E or I, uh, in the English language, was basically, um, had been mentioned in there uh, in as a uh, uh, just one letter. In the modern Quran, uh, it has two consonants to account for this particular one. Two consonants, basically, to account for this one. Uh, because uh, in the original, the word wasn't there, and now uh, the word was added. These two consonants were, were added. Initially, it used to read, um, if you receive a revelation from your God to a man from among you, that's what the 1924 reads, from a man among you, Um Originally, it would read something like this. If you receive a revelation, if you receive a revelation from someone among you, okay, someone among you, at least this is one of the ways you can read it. So now it's identifying this someone is a man, actually, and of course, it's uh, referring to Muhammad in this case. So you can see there's theological manipulation here that is taking place. Then we get to another example of writings on the margin, chapter 6 of the Quran, verse 146, where really it talks about some of the things that God prohibited to, uh, for the Jewish people, prohibited the Jewish people from eating, I should say, according to the law of Moses. And there is a whole a clause, basically, that is missing in the original manuscript, It was added by the editors of the 19th century or possibly in between the writing of the manuscript in the early 8th century and the 19th century. This entire clause was written on the margin from top to bottom, on the left margin, starting from the top, going all the way to the bottom. And then the editors of the 1924 Cairo Quran, known as the Modern Quran, included it as well in this particular verse which is in chapter 6, verse 146. An entire clause. You cannot miss it, basically, which indicates there is also legal manipulation that is taking place here when it comes to what is prohibited and what is not prohibited. Same thing. We get basically to chapter 6, verse 147, which is the next verse here. Um, In the original manuscript, there is... The ending is the letter A or alif, basically. But it is not found, it is not found, actually, in the modern one. The modern one included a different, basically, pronoun to substitute for that. Initially, it used to say, speaking about the Jewish people, talking about the wilderness, that uh, God was with them, uh, presenting them with a cloud to cover them uh, during the day. And it says something to the extent in the modern 1924, and we have shadowed them or shaded them with clouds, okay? Them, here the pronoun, is used in the modern 1924 Quran. However, you will not find this pronoun in the initial writing or the original writing of the manuscript of what we call, technically speaking, the Samarkand Manuscript. Now I'm going to venture into a couple of other things as well uh, that uh, are really interesting. Uh, There is some massive changes, technically speaking, that are taking place. One of it has to do with the story of Abraham, who is a big deal for the Muslim people. One of the big issues that Muslims raise to us is that Abraham... Uh, was a Muslim, actually. And it will use a passage that is found in chapter 37, verse 103. In fact, if you want to learn about Abraham, chapter 37 starting from verse 100 is a big deal. Uh, Another one is found, uh, I believe, in chapter 21 of the Qur'an, but mainly uh, chapter 37, where you get most of the story of Abraham. Abraham is, is basically sprinkled throughout the Qur'an, But some of the big narratives are found in chapter 37, starting from verse 100. Here it's talking about Abraham, basically him and his family, his son. They became Muslims. And it says, and when they became Muslims, that's what we read in the 1924 modern Quran. Believe it or not, it's actually did not read that way in the original manuscript. It actually reads, and they did not submit they did not become Muslims. Notice the change that has taken place? Someone decided that they want to make Abraham a Muslim, technically speaking. And therefore, in the modern Quran, they made him to be a Muslim versus in the initial Quran or the original manuscript, he wasn't. Another way to look at the word Muslim here in the Arabic is that he submitted to the will of God. He submitted to the will of God. In the initial manuscript, It says he did not submit him and his son to the will of God. In the modern Quran, it says that he submitted to the will of God. Either way you look at it, there is a theological problem that is taking place here because the 1924 clearly made modifications to what was uh, written basically in heaven perfectly, according to Muslims. Now, um, just in case, just in case. Muslims assume just because I am a former Muslim, I'm making all these bold claims. Uh, I can tell you that there are other Muslims as well that uh, did make comments about the manuscript itself. Once again, if you go to answering-islam.org, forward slash P as in Paul, Q as in Queen, and uh, you get to uh, forward slash, I just say, CH9B as in boy, indicating chapter 9. Or just go to answering-islam.org, search on the left-hand side, way to the bottom, about Samarkand. You're going to see that in chapter 9, verse uh, chapter 9, part B, as in boy, it gives you an idea about a Muslim, actually, who commented on a book called A Perfect Quran, a perfect Quran uh, that is found also on the Internet. And this Muslim actually indicated the following. He says that the author, Mark, who talked about the Samarkand, basically, manuscript. uh, The Muslim author is saying, I want to emphasize this point. Mark, meaning the Christian author of this book, Mark has found true manuscript variations in the Tashkand Mus'haf. Tashkand Mus'haf means the Samarkand Codex, okay? And it's incomplete Quran, technically speaking. The word Mus'haf is an Arabic way for a codex or a book. That is, he's saying, they are true when it comes to actually representing changes to the letters. Okay, and we gave you also in there the link to the internet article where this Muslim is making these comments. He continues to say, for my own purposes, I am grateful for what Mark, the author of the perfect Quran, Polemic, has discovered about the Tashkand. It is extremely tedious to search out these variations. In other words, somebody took the time to do it for me, basically. Also, he proceeded to say, this is the Muslim person who's commenting on the book called The Perfect Quran, where it exposes problems with the Samarkand. This Muslim is saying, Mark has done an interesting piece of work by carefully searching for variations in a Tashkant which is also a synonym for Samarkand Manuscript. I hope to find the time to go over all the alleged variations he reports. I think he has saved me quite a bit of work. And with that said, I hope my Muslim friends would also heed to the same advice this at least uh, wonderful Muslim is making. He's stating that I still need to go through it myself and see it for myself. And that's really the intent here. We're bringing to your attention, my Muslim friends, these issues. Not that I'm asking you to believe every single thing I'm saying. I really encourage you to do your own homework, to search for these things. For instance, University of Columbia does have the entire Samarkand manuscript available. The British Library has the entire facsimile copy of the manuscript available. I obtained it myself. Okay? You can do it too. So therefore, you need to do your homework. Don't listen to people, okay? Don't listen to me. Don't believe a word I'm saying. I encourage you, my Muslim friends, to go and do your homework. Once again, if you are tuning in right now, you are listening to Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi. And what we've been talking about is problems with one of the early Quranic manuscripts. This particular one is known as the Samarkand Manuscript, which is found today, actually, in Tashkand, which is Uzbekistan, in a museum, on a pedestal, but you can obtain facsimile copies of the entire manuscript, which, by the way, starts in chapter 2, verse 7, and ends in chapter 43, verse 10. You heard me correctly. The Quran has 114 chapters today in the modern Quran, but the Samarkand manuscript actually starts in chapter 2, verse 7, and ends in chapter 43, verse 10, and trust me, I obtained a copy of this entire thing and I investigated every single one of these pages to make sure no one is pulling my leg, no one is bluffing here, no one is making accusations that are not true because I care for my reputation and I want to make sure we're presenting and representing these issues very truthfully and carefully. And I encourage all of you to do the same. Let's move on now to... The idea that the manuscript of the Quran actually is original. If the manuscript of the Quran is original, then we have an issue. Okay? And here is the issue. One of the Islamic scholars, his name is Von Demfer, Von Demfer, who wrote a book about the Quranic variants, readings. And you can get his book uh, his book from Amazon. Just type Von, V-O-N, and then the word Denver. D as in David, E as in elephant, N as in Nancy, F as in Frank, another F as in Frank, E as in elephant, R as in Romeo. And uh, most likely that's the only book that will pop up. Uh, and it's about the Quranic variants. He talks about manuscripts. And here's what he says in page 59 in his book, Oloom, or, al Quran basically. Here's what he says script basically from his writing. He stated in page 59 all old Quranic script is completely without any diacritical points or vowel signs as explained above. Also, there are no headings or separations. Between the surahs, the chapters, nor any other kind of divisions, nor any formal indication of the end of a verse. And with this in mind, I want to stop today's podcast here because this is where we're going to pick it up next time to show you that the manuscript of Samarkand was later on added to and enhanced, technically speaking. Therefore, it's not original. It has additions and deductions and editions as well. With that in mind, I invite all of you again to always visit our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash alfadi.cira. And sira is C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A. And visit our website, sirainternational.com to learn about the many of these podcasts and issues that we're raising. Watch our videos. Pray for us. We will be doing a whole bunch of video series on these issues of the manuscript of the Quran, both in English. And in Arabic, until we meet again, have a blessed week.